Do you struggle with habits? Are habits a bear to buckle down? Maybe the idea of achievements gives you the chilly willies and you just want to start small. Today's episode explores the difference between habit goals and achievement goals. And I'm going to get you imagining. Imagining writing every day, weekly dates with your sweetie, crushing the Chicago Marathon, or making that book a bestseller. And as we imagine, we are going to uncover the advantages and the pitfalls of habit goals and achievement goals. But whichever sort of goal you are setting, we're going to make sure that you do it with intention, inspiration, and infinite possibilities. Let's do this, y'all. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If so, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan Podcast. I'm Danielle McGue. I'm a professor, mom, planner addict, and recovering overachiever. After years of hustle and grind, I was tired of trying harder. I was ready to try easier. At the intersection of research, practice, and play, I found a purposeful path to planning and goal setting that is fun, simple, and sustainable. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I will equip you with tools and practices to clarify purpose, reclaim time, and achieve goals playfully and lightly. Let's get started. Y'all work so hard so, so hard. You've accomplished so many things. You take care of so many people in your life. As I've gotten to chat with more and more of you, I am absolutely amazed. Y'all are impressive. Y'all have great lives. Life isn't bad. Sometimes there's just too much of it. You need more time, more time in the day, more time in your week, more time at the park with your kids, maybe more time crushing that project at work. You're smart, you have the tools, you've heard of time blocking, you've read Atomic Habits, (laughs) but maybe you're struggling with focus or consistency or you, you know, you keep freaking over scheduling even though you told yourself that you want it. Y'all, I hear you. I've been there and it is a tough place to be in. And so seven years ago, I was a new mom. My pelvis kept slipping out of place. I had mastitis nine times in nine months. I had a giant kidney stone. I couldn't believe how many things that there were to wash for a baby. Like, come on, folks. And I was trying to figure out, I was trying to figure out how to be married and parent with my husband for the very first time. Professionally, I was getting ready to go up for tenure at the time. I was trying to push out a book, get another article published. But, you know, it was, it was a lot. And to cobble myself back together, I did everything. I read books on time management, task management, productivity. I went to therapy. I went to yoga. I took a meditation. I reconnected with my faith practice. I hired a life coach. I drank lots of water. So some things worked and some didn't, but over time, I did start to put together a system that works. And I'm a teacher. And so when I learn about things, when I find something that works, I really want to share it. And so When I found a system that worked for me, I started sharing it with my students. I started sharing it with my friends. I started offering workshops locally. What I noticed is that the systems that were working for me were working for other people too, in part because it's 
so important to me to create systems that also have a lot of flexibility and adaptability within them. Y'all, I am so excited that I'm able to offer time management coaching. I've been doing more and more coaching, more and more workshops, and it has been so awesome to watch you all save time, save the effort of you having to cobble together and experiment and go through what I had to go through because I know I know that you all are hardworking, ambitious women, and you need more time. You don't have time to putz around with this. And so I'm really excited to offer that one-on-one support that I wish that I would have had when I was going through the thing. So let me explain a little bit how this works. If you go to my website, plangoplan.com, there is a coaching link. Click on coaching, and it will ask you to schedule a complimentary call. That will give you my calendar. You find a time that works for you. When you do that, you are going to get a series of questions too to fill out. And those questions are going to really help me show up and make the most out of our session. So our first session is 100% free. And this is really important because it gives you and I a chance to figure out, you know, is this what you need? You might just need this one session and then hit the ground running. But for some of you, you're going to want to work with me a little bit longer. And this session is going to give you a chance to figure out, hey, did we work well together? Are we a good fit? And, you know, if we're not, I will recommend, I will recommend readings to you or I will recommend someone else that I think would be a better fit for you to work with. But what's so amazing about this one-on-one coaching is I can help you cater the system, adapt it specifically for you. And so it's so important that I get to know you. And the questions that I give you beforehand are really designed to get you reflecting and connecting to yourself. So you're already going to be learning. There's already going to be value before you even show up. And then in our session, we're going to do it on Zoom. And I have a structure for these sessions. I know it's wild. I have a plan. But the sessions are also flexible so that I can do them in a way that works for you. And then at the end of the session, you're going to have some clear takeaways a few action items, and some homework. And I'm going to check in on you. I'm going to hold you accountable. And then if you're interested, I have some coaching packages available. And I'm going to walk you through and we're going to decide which coaching packages work the best for you. So if you're ready to try easier, if you've been sifting through all the books, all the blogs, all the podcasts, go schedule that free call. I'm here. I love connecting with you all. We are going to set goals and we are going to plan and we are going to do it with delight. We're going to have more space, more creativity, more imagination. Let's do it. Are you fizzing? Fizzing with possibilities yet? All right. I want to talk about habit goals and achievement goals. So there are actually a lot of different types of goals. And a few years back, it's actually been a while now, my husband was wanting to take up running and he was really struggling with consistency. And I love consistency. I'm a habit goal kind of girl. And we were we were kind of talking about some different ways that maybe we could motivate him to to be more consistent with his jogging because it was something that he really wanted to do. I was really into reading Michael Hyatt's work. So if you don't know Michael Hyatt, he is an author of multiple books like The Best Year Ever. I think he has a book called Full Focus, which is really fantastic. He's also the CEO of the Full Focus Planner Company. And in his work, he differentiates between habit goals and achievement goals. 
And as Ryan and I were kind of trying to brainstorm different ways for him to take up jogging more consistently, I had explained to him this difference between habit goals and achievement goals. And right away, he had this aha moment where he realized that he is more motivated by achievement goals. And he said, I don't want to jog daily. That sounds really boring. That doesn't get me excited. But the idea of doing a big obstacle race sounded like a lot of fun for him, especially if he could do it with someone else. And so he reached out to his dad. He asked his dad if if he wanted to do a warrior dash. And they got to training. And it was so helpful for him to have this really exciting end goal. The thing that made me laugh at the time, because I am a habit girl, what made me laugh was that he was jogging regularly. He had created a habit of jogging. But if I had told him to just start jogging regularly, he would have been like, like he just wasn't that interested. But if he had a really motivating, exciting goal or achievement goal on the other side of things, that would actually help motivate him to instill a habit. So what are habit goals? What are achievement goals? When should you set which? And what are the advantages and the pitfalls of each of these different types of goals? All right, so a habit goal is a goal that gets you to instill a habit. And a habit is something that you do over time that becomes second nature. You do it without really thinking about it. This takes a little bit of time. Usually there's some friction at the beginning, but once you get going, you just do it. So James Clear, who's the author of the best-selling book, Atomic Habits, he defines habits as small decisions you make and actions you perform every day. Now, I don't think that you need to necessarily do something every day in order for it to be a habit, but you do need to do it regularly enough that it becomes second nature. So habit goals are things like jog one mile every day for 100 days, write a 1,000 words for 30 days, do the dishes immediately after dinner. Now, habit goals, especially in the example of dishes, don't always have a definable endpoint. Achievement goals, on the other hand, do. Achievement goals are focused on one-time accomplishments, and they have very clear endpoints to run the Chicago Marathon, write and publish a book. Now, as in the example that I shared with you with my husband, Ryan, you might have to develop some habits in order to get to the achievement goal. But psychologically, you might find a difference in setting a habit goal than setting an achievement goal. One might motivate you more than others. So for example, if you find some security in something feeling small, easy, I just need to do this every day, just a little bit at a time, then habit goals might be really motivating for you. If you are someone who wants the exciting novelty, the push, the big dream of an achievement goal, that's the direction that you're going to want to go. Also, how you approach each of these goals, a habit goal or an achievement goal, is a little bit different, and each has its advantages and drawbacks. And that's what I really want to dig into for the rest of this episode. So which type of goal should you set? It is good to have a mix of both types of goals, especially over the course of a year. However, you might reflect on your experiences with goals in the past 
and ask yourself, you know, have you been more successful or which gets you most excited? So here are some of the advantages of a habit goal. One, habit goals are very process oriented. Because habit goals don't always have a definable endpoint, like do the dishes, the focus there is on the process, not necessarily the outcome. Second, this means that they are really great if your end goal is fuzzy or squishy or fluffy. So for example, if I said I want to grow closer to my husband and that was a relationship goal for me, this is a challenging goal to measure. And I mean, there are ways that I could do that. But if I turn it into weekly dates and make weekly dates a habit, now I can measure that. So what is really nice about habit goals is because they focus on process, they allow for you to have an end goal that's fuzzy or squishy or fluffy, but find a way to make the process of it more concrete. So one of the things that I actually really like about habit goals is that the process is clear. You know what you're supposed to do each day, and you just keep swimming. Thank you, Nemo and Dory. So another advantage of habit goals is that habits can feel smaller and therefore more achievable. For me, it's a lot easier to say, Danielle, go down to the basement, do a workout, than it is to say, Danielle, get six-pack abs. Sorry, I'm just over here laughing about that. Another advantage of habit goals is that over time, they do get easier. Not necessarily easy, but they do get easier. So habit goals are process-oriented. They really help if your end goal is a little bit squishy. They do make clear what you need to be doing every day. They can feel a little bit more achievable, and over time, they do get easier. That being said, a pitfall of habit goals is that sometimes when we get so fixated on the process, we forget why we wanted to do what it is that we wanted to do. Why did we establish this habit in the first place? And we might get so fixated on making sure that the habit is going that we neglect to recognize when we need to adapt when we need to be flexible. So for example, if you wanted to add gratitude, if you had a goal to create a gratitude practice, a habit of gratitude, and you decided that you're going to write cards and you're just not keeping that habit, at least not as consistently as you would like, you could get so fixated on the thank you cards being the thing that you need to do that you neglect that maybe you just need to adapt that the actual goal is to offer up gratitude. And there are a lot of different paths to expressing gratitude. You hear, focus on the process, not the product. But sometimes in focusing on the process, we get too rigid and we forget that there might be a lot of different paths, a lot of different processes that we could take. And maybe the path that we've been taking isn't the best one for right now. Another big hurdle for people with habit goals is consistency. My biggest tip to help with consistency is to plan for more than what you need. So for example, if I wanted to write five days a week, I might actually plan seven writing sessions. And that way, if I miss two of them, I've still hit my goal of five. So plan for more times than what you need. 
Also, if you are someone who is struggling with consistency, I really want you to check out James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, and learn how to use cue, craving, response, and reward to make your habits go. I'm going to say that one more time. Cues, cravings, response, and reward to make your habits go. So that's habit goals. I'm going to move into achievement goals here. So what are some of the advantages of achievement goals? Achievement goals allow you to dream big. And for many people, this is motivating. Second, with achievement goals, your destination is clear. And that clarity is really helpful. Also, having a clear endpoint might be really helpful. For example, when I was growing up, I remember, you know, my grandma lived across the street from me. And I would go over to my grandma's house a lot after school. She had little Debbies, and so I would eat them as a snack. And (laughs) I would often sit down and complain to her about whatever complaints I had that week, that day. And, you know, my grandma wasn't having it. She wasn't going to let me sit there and complain. I'd be complaining about a job that I had or something like that. And she'd be like, Danielle, how long are you going to have that job? And I'd be like, just through the summer. And then she'd be like, Danielle, you can do anything for three months. And one of the wonderful things about achievement goals is, for example, if you're like, okay, I'm going to run, I'm going to train for it, and I'm going to run a marathon. Well, when that marathon is done, it's done. I just have to train for this. How long? I don't know. Three months, six months. You have a clear end. And sometimes that helps you just push to the finish line. Third advantage of an achievement goal is that big achievements can be clarifying. Benjamin Hardy has a book called 10X is Easier Than 2X. And he makes this argument that when we have really big, hairy, audacious goals, the path to getting there narrows. So if I say, I just want to get a little bit healthier, there are a bajillion different paths that I might take to be a little bit healthier. I might adjust my eating. I might drink more water. Maybe I take vitamins. I go to the doctor regularly. I exercise for 30 minutes of a day. There are so many different paths to being a little bit healthier. But if I have a big, hairy, audacious goal of competing in fitness competitions, I'm going to have to make some big changes and the paths that I can take to get there are starting to narrow. So he argues that when you set really audacious goals, and he argues that you should, that you are forced into 80-20 thinking or the idea that 80% of our results come from 20% of our efforts. So you identify what is that 20% and you get really focused on it when you're doing something that's really big. So Benjamin Hardy argues that you should do this because it's going to help you identify the strategies that actually propel you forward and that actually going really big is easier than making small incremental changes. Now, one of the pitfalls of achievement goals is that we can become so fixated on the outcome that we might neglect the processes that get us there, and we can also feel really discouraged along the way. So one of the biggest hurdles for people with achievement goals is being able to take that giant achievement and break it down into manageable parts and then mark some milestones along the way. So if you have a really, really big goal, It can be hard for you to visualize how you're going to get there. Planning has some different parts to it. You need to be able to take tasks and break them down into manageable parts, but you also need to be able to sequence those 
in a way that makes sense. And you need to be able to prioritize which should happen first. And so one of the struggles with achievement goals is that you have to figure all of them out. I want you to consider what have you really excelled at? When you think about your list of goals, do you have a nice balance between habit goals and achievement goals? Do you need to shake it up a little? I define goal as the intention to move in a particular direction. Sometimes we move using habit, and other times we use a specific achievement to help us hone in on the direction that we want to be moving in. I encourage you, I invite you to imagine the ways that a new habit or a big dream could move your life in a direction that you've been wanting to explore. And I hope that this episode has helped you consider whether a habit goal or an achievement goal is right for you right now in the season that you are in. And whichever you choose, I wish for you a sprinkle of delight as you set goals and plan and dream and do. I can sense the possibilities, y'all. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcasts. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all. So pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.